Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Glad you're here. I just want to do a quick little introduction to this podcast that we're going to be releasing here for you. And it's such a cool episode. I, two or three, three of my favorite people in the business, Gavin, Carrie, and Melissa. And uh, these guys are awesome. When Gavin and I first started working together in the coaching side of my business, we did a workshop in San Diego. And Melissa and Carrie were there, kind of Carrie dragged Melissa, and I I think I got their story right. If I got it wrong, I'm sorry. I apologize. But it's a good story anyway, (laughs) even if it's not true. No, I'm pretty sure it is. But uh, Carrie kind of dragged Melissa, you know, and they they signed up for our coaching program. And Carrie kind of, I don't want to say, well, Carrie just got distracted. Is that a nice way to put it? And then Melissa kind of picked up the the reins from there and uh, started doing deals, started doing a lot of deals. And they were pretty successful. And and Gavin was talking to Melissa at one time about a certain deal. And she said something really cool because there was a certain lead that was not going anywhere, right? And uh, Melissa said, well, you know what? I'm just going to keep on calling the guy until he does sell his house. And when she said that, a light bulb went off into Gavin's brain and thought, oh my gosh, I like this lady, right? Like she gets it. She gets it. She understands follow-up and persistence and sales, you know? So Gavin and Melissa started working together with then Carrie as well, of course. And then, uh, oh, I don't remember how much longer they, uh, they both quit their jobs. And Melissa sends me updates once in a while in the in Voxer. And it's so cool because whenever they're at the beach, they do deals. They're doing deals mainly in the Alabama area, Birmingham, Alabama. And they travel down to the same vacation spot that our family likes to go to down by uh, Destin, Florida. And there's a place down there, Seaside, Seagrove. And so we stay in similar blocks down there by the beach at uh, different times. But anyway, they, uh, they send me messages every time they're down there. They literally, every time they go down there, they do a deal. And they just go for a little R&R. Uh, still work a little bit doing deals virtually. I love it. I love hearing success stories like this. And uh, Melissa and Carrie, they get it. Melissa's such a, uh, such a rock star in my book. Very, uh, she just understands the importance of aggressive follow-up. It's really kind of what this business is all about, isn't it? You know, the 90% of your deals are going to come from the follow-up in any business. And Melissa has just really exemplified that in a good, big way. So anyway, this is a, I, I think this podcast will inspire you talking about some of the deals they're currently doing. So, you know, Gavin and Melissa and Carrie have done a lot of deals together and a lot of deals. It's crazy awesome. Virtually. So you're going to enjoy this podcast. I want to just encourage you guys too. If you're interested in working with Gavin and me and getting some help in your business, go check out reinetwork.com slash coaching, reinetwork.com slash coaching and get some information there. Fill out an application. We'll get on the phone, talk with you, see if we're a good fit and help you do the same thing Carrie and Melissa have done in their business as well. Okay. So take care. Enjoy this podcast. It's a good one. Guys, how are you doing? Welcome to the first show for REI Network podcast in association with the Real Estate Investing Mastery podcast with Joe McCall. I'm excited. This is the first episode. I've got two awesome people, business partners of mine. thought it was important to do the first show with these guys. So I want to welcome Melissa and Kerry Dodson. Guys, how are we doing? Hey, hey guys. Good. Hey, Gavin. How's it going? 
I'm good. I'm good. So we're going to come to them guys here in just a second. There's two things I want to give you guys before we start. I want you to go and subscribe to my new YouTube channel. Go to Gavin Tim's on YouTube, like and subscribe. We've got some cool stuff uh, going on there. And also, we want to give you some free downloads. So if you go to reinetwork.com forward slash downloads, reinetwork.com forward slash downloads, uh, we've got some free giveaways for you on there as well. So let's jump right in. Guys, how are we doing? Where are we right now? In beautiful Florida, our happy place. We're in Seagrove, Florida, just a little bit outside of Seaside off of the uh, Highway 38. Beautiful. And I know that's your uh, definitely a happy place. I see that from the mood in, in some of us <laughs> when we're in our happy place. So that's great. How long, how long are you down there for? We're down here for about 10 days on this trip. We came down uh, last week. That's what recording this today is Wednesday, right? Yep. So we've been here a week today. Nice. And it's important, you know, for everyone on one listening, we're going to jump back here, how you guys got started in the business, how we kind of met, and then we'll fast forward to how you're able to be doing this, going on vacation, right? Because we talk, we teach a lot about it. We talk a lot about doing virtual deals and there's something to be said. People are always talking about how much money there is to be made in the business and creating jobs. But I think it's important not to create a job, but also create a lifestyle to be able to do this and still close deals. So let's take it back. Let's talk about, I love this story. Let's talk about getting in the, getting into real estate. We met, I don't know, four years ago, probably in San Diego and uh, kind of went from there. So take us back to the beginning. Well, it's kind of funny because we were talking before you started recording the podcast about what to name this podcast, and the thought that crossed my mind was, well, one alternative title could be How to Seduce Your Spouse for Maximum Success. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> this kind of is how we met, actually, because Melissa wasn't in the business at all. She really didn't want to be in the business. I had made some choices uh, and gotten ourselves in somewhat of a mess with some deals before, and then I heard Joe McCall and you were going to be out in San Diego for a workshop. And so the way I put it to Melissa is, hey, hon, you want to go to San Diego for a few days? You know, didn't mention anything about the workshop at the time. We got her signed up and went a couple of days before the workshop began and had a good time. And then the workshop started. And that's how you and I met and how Melissa met, how yeah. she reluctantly started, got started in business. And I would say to this day, that's been my smartest business move. Absolutely. I agree. And I'm not going to lie. I was sitting across the table when we were discussing it in San Diego. And I thought, there's no way you're, you're coming on board and working with us. It was just like... <laughs> Talk about the cold shoulder. I mean, I'm, I normally can get to people when I was struggling. <laughs> yeah, I don't um, want to do with it. And keep in mind, too, I was recovering from being sick. I had been in bed for like a month and a half with pneumonia. And so I was ready to get out of the house. I really didn't care. And he was right. I didn't want anything to do with real estate. That was his little hobby, your little side thing, whatever. I mean, he, was, he had a good engineering job. I had a good paralegal job, just fabulous positions, good benefits. Like, why would I ever give that up? And so that was just something he played with. I paid no attention to it. But I wanted to get out of the house. I had been in there recovering from being sick. And he said San Diego. And I was like, yeah, I want to go. But then I found out, obviously, I was going to have to sit through three days of somebody talking about real estate, which I, you know, I didn't really care so much. I went, I took no note, did not listen. No offense, Gavin. No, I, I, I could yeah. tell. 
I think it helped that that workshop was actually held on a boat out on the bay. So yeah. I was able to get her to go along with that. Yeah, I went <laughs> and uh, paid no attention, literally. Was doodling, writing, playing on my phone, doing whatever. Could care less. Had no idea what y'all were talking about. And then when it got time to sign up, I was really just like, whatever you want to do, don't care. And I remember the surprise look on your face like, really? I'm like, I don't care. Whatever you want to do is fine. Had no idea that I was about to, you know, get drug in, kicking and screaming because I really was. Marketing had cranked up. He was busy and he said, please help. And I'm like, no, I don't want anything to do with real estate. And he said, please, I'm getting all these calls. Please make some calls. And I spent one Saturday, by the way, it was a terrible postcard talking to I don't know how many people, like eight hours on the phone. And we all know that's a bad idea. But by the end of the day, I said, I don't want anything to do with this. This is horrible. People are cussing me and they're ill with me and I don't know what I'm doing. And so that's where we started. So it was kind of a rough start to begin with. And then, of course, you know, you helped and kind of was like, help me figure out things. And, and between you and Carrie, I was like, oh, this isn't too bad. So I was working full-time, also working on real estate. Thank goodness I had a good job in my own office so I could work on real estate from my office. And yeah. I did. I pretty much did that uh, all day, every day. And it was great. I mean, it worked out. I ended up leaving my job, what, four months later, I think, because yeah. I'd already replaced my income. So, you know, I we talked about it. You were trying to get me to come on full time. Carrie was talking about it. I'm like, y'all have lost your mind. I have a good job. But then my boss told me he was retiring. So that was just, it just happened to work out that way. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. So I think one of the takeaways of the story too, though, is back to her point about marketing, because uh, the marketing aspect we, we kind of had licked, or at least we had going. We were generating a lot of leads. They weren't the best quality of leads, but they, there were a lot of them, and we were paying a mint for them. And yeah. where you came in, you helped systemize it and streamline it so that we were getting much better quality leads for much less on the dollar than we were previously paying. So that was a big step in it. I will say that's probably what a lot of investors face today. It, it takes a while, and, and that, that's my story. I was I was real resistant to just focus and putting a lot of money in marketing. And sometimes you don't have the money. Sometimes it's it's a manual process where you have to go out and find the leads yourself. But in this case, I didn't have the time, but I did have some money at that time, and so I just said, "Well, let's let's go ahead and." and pay for marketing. And my frustration and my discovery was the leads were in, but then as I got busy at my full-time job at the time, and she was too, it's like, we don't have time to do the follow-up. So that's usually step number two is follow-up. I know we've we've talked about that in previous podcasts or whatnot. You can do all the marketing in the world, and you have to, but then you got to do the follow-up behind it and and to convert those leads. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I just, I like talking to people. And so it was, once I kind of figured out how it worked, I was fine. I don't mind talking to people. And I remember that was something that, you know, you said caught your attention, which I paid no attention to is when I was first calling some people, I was like, it's fine. I'll just call them back. It's not a big deal. Uh, To me, that was, I paid no attention to saying that, but that caught your attention. I always, I find that funny that that was the one thing that you really noticed. Yeah, I mean, I work with a lot of people, right, in all across the country, sometimes even out of, out of the States. And you, yeah, you were clients of ours, but I seen something and you'd done a few deals, but I'd seen something that people don't understand. And the moment you, you said, like, we were having a coaching call and I said, well, what are you going to do now? And you're gonna, you said, 
because I remember it to this day. I'm going to keep calling until they say yes. And I remember putting that phone down and thinking, she gets it. Like, this is huge because it's so hard for people to understand this. We can say it and talk about it, but actually believing it is a completely different thing. So when I, um, when I actually got off the phone, I called you back and I was like, maybe we should, are you interested? Maybe we should do some like business together. And, and you were like completely couldn't believe it either. Cause you were like, well, why are you coming to me? Yeah. I was like, look, I think there's opportunity. And when we started talking about it and then one thing led to another, I gave you options. There was no, like when I partner with anyone, it wasn't like, Oh, you're going to work for me. You can't do anything. I was like, do whatever it is that you're doing. My goal is you're going to make more money with me. Okay. We're going to have better leads. We're going to get, make more money. It's going to be more systems orientated to keep you focused. And we're going to get bigger spreads. And only I could do that by delivering through action. So you were still doing your postcards and stuff like this. And then we kind of just transitioned for it to make sense. And obviously you just got better and better uh, because you had that, that mindset of understanding of the follow-up as, as Kerry mentioned. And then we went from there and, and we have, we've had a bottles across the way, you know, it's not been easy. I don't want to sit here and make out that this thing was, uh, you know, easy because it wasn't. We did have roadblocks that we got over and a lot of it was mindset. I mean, Melissa, when we started working together, you were making two, three thousand dollars a deal and, and, and just thought you had made it. And here's me saying it's not enough. We need 10 to 15,000. And you're looking at me like I've lost my mind. I'm, I'm telling you it's possible, you know, and it was just a matter of time of seeing that. And I think that's people are going to take a lot away from this is we're trying to run a profitable business. Okay. Anyone can go and send out $10,000 in direct mail and do a deal to make 10,000 break even. Right. Well, it's no business. So I think it's safe to say that we've run now a very profitable business. We still have our things, our roadblocks, like any business, uh, but we managed to get through, navigate through and, and make it happen. So any comments on that? Yeah, I mean, I appreciate you very much for adding that because too many people out there today in the real estate investment education space make it sound like it's just uh, an automatic given and they don't take into consideration the personality, the mindset, the abilities of people that are out there wanting to try this and it's not for everybody. And unfortunately, a lot of people get into it after they've spent their money and realize Geez, this isn't for me. There are adjustments that can be made. You know, you, you hit on it. Melissa has an innate ability to just pick up the phone, hear that no, and realize that no is one step closer to a yes. Whereas I tend to go, oh, that's a no. <laughs> it's, it's our different personality. And we've taken those assessment tests that show, you know, and she's high D, high I, I think. I'm high S and, and sort of high C. So we're opposites when it comes to that, which makes us a good team. But I'll tell you, for those people who have take those, taken those assessments, and if you're like me and a high S and high C, go find your DNI. And then we, we just brought on a really good, effective acquisition person who is also high D, high I, who's doing a great job for us right now. That's, that's yeah. very important. And uh, it's it's a lot more underneath the surface when you're considering any type of business as to what role different people play. And I think we all agree, and I don't mean to be opening a can of worms here, the hardest part is finding the right people and putting them in the right place. Absolutely. You're only as good as your team. I say it all the time. You know, if, if I'm no good and you two are no good, 
we don't make any money, right? We have the same opportunity as everybody else. And you've got to outsource your, outsource your weaknesses. And, and I think to, to, you know, Kerry, what you're saying there is right. But you also have massive value as well of, of the things that you do, where me and Melissa are kind of like, going at 100 mile an hour and you're there holding us, raining us a bit more like, well, let's think about it. And I wanted it yesterday. Melissa wanted it yesterday. So us two sometimes together doesn't always work, right? Uh, You know, we've made some mistakes. We've made some money. We've made some good choices, but we're going at 100 mile an hour. You're there to go to rein us back in and go, all right, yeah, no, you're right. Right, let's wait. Let's do it this way. And uh, and that's huge because if we don't have you, then, you know, we're bulldozing and, and we're killing it one minute. And then it's like, oh, we've gone down the wrong trail here. We need to back it up. And yeah. I think with you holding us to bash some ideas off to kind of rein us in, you know, super is super helpful. So, you know, you, you play a massive part as well. And, and you left your job in within the same year as well, yeah. which was huge you know and my my whole goal was when I left my job and we kind of got it rolling and the deal started clicking and everything was good and I then I discovered I loved it and it was fun and I enjoyed it and I remember you asking me you know so when are you going to get Carrie out of this job like so when is he going to leave and I was like oh sometime in the next couple of years probably it's not going to be that fast and seven months later he quit but he quit because we had replaced his income, not just because he's like, I'm sick of my job, I'm going to quit. He had a good job. That and the timing of it. I mean, it was, a, it was yeah. a wonderful corporate job at the time when I started, but then the company made a, some big, massive changes with an acquisition, and it totally changed uh, my role and a lot of people's roles, and I no longer liked it, so she was... She had really helped the real estate get going. So I was able to say, hey, I don't have to stay here. So that was that was nice. Yeah, yeah. that was a good, good moment for sure. So we've been at it'll be two years this November. Yeah. He's been off and I've been off for go well what, two years and eight months, I guess. So full time doing this from wherever we are. We're in Florida right now, so we can do it from anywhere. Yeah. And that's all about setting it up in the right way. You know, and it's just, again, mindset's huge. It really is. Like, if you don't, if you believe that you've got to go in and get face-to-face, then you're not leaving. I'm not going to lie. Like, if you feel that's the only way to do this business, you're not leaving the town. You can't take vacation. You've built another job. And that was big from the get-go, constantly, like, with you guys, even for me. Like, what are you doing? Like, when are you going next away? Making sure every move we make, is not going to tie us to one location. And fast forward that, you love Florida, you love going to the beach, 30A. I know Joe gets jealous. I've visited you there once. And I'm always pushing you to go. I mean, I'm probably the worst. I'm Melissa's favorite person and Kerry's like wanting to kill me because I'm like, you need to go for a month. Like, forget a week. (laughs) Well, well, I mean, y'all scored points, especially on this trip, because we come down here in the first two days. She's done how many deals? Three, the first two days. So, you know. Exactly. Scoring so, that argument. <laughs> but I get yeah. more done way. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because I'm at, because we've had an office. We let the office go. Uh, so I could do that. I can do it from home, wherever. And uh, it's just different when you get out. Just the atmosphere, it's a change. So I can blow through things in two or three hours here that I might, mess around and take all day doing if I'm at home because there's really nothing pushing me. So, you know, I want to get outside and see everything. So we work, do what we got to do. And plus, I've got my phone. The beauty of this business is I've got my phone, which I've got, you know, all of my apps on and 
I can stop if I'm out riding the bike and look in podio real quick and just kind of look at things and do it from my phone. Yeah. So, and that's huge. We talk about it all the time and it's proven every single time that you guys go away, right? The business goes better. And, and, and why is that? It's because if the happier you, you are, I'm not saying you're miserable at home, you make more money because you're prioritizing, right? You're forgetting all the noise and the things that could be done. Uh, you're focused on working two, one, two, three hours a day, getting it all done, still getting contracts and the other stuff will wait because it isn't actually necessary. That's what it shows. I have the same thing when I go to England. I just bought an RV to travel around in because I know that when I'm doing that, my productivity is I've got to just get it done. It's just high dollar stuff. Like I don't have the time to do all the nonsense and um and, and sit in there for three nine hours trying to figure out what should i do next like a lot of us do so i think that that's awesome and three contracts this week you're in florida enjoying obviously the weather the backdrop driving riding around on bikes and, and doing what you want to do right this could be in the mountains it doesn't matter the, the key is that you're doing what you want to do and it's great so yeah and I, think, you guys. I think it also helps to acknowledge that we couldn't do it without the people that are behind the scenes making it happen you know we have the vas in the philippines which you you have a wonderful relationship with and they do a great job generating the leads then we have uh, trent our acquisitionist on the phone making those phone calls so it's just the way it's set up and able to do that if it were dependent on us to to do all that we would <laughs> we would never get anywhere uh, and just so you know, I just got a text from an, another guy. So we just got another contract in. That's what I like, you know, and it's great, isn't it? Like we sit here like it, it was easy, but we worked hard to get here, right? But the, the difference is the vision was always to get you out of your job first, then to carry out of the job, to be able to do this from anywhere. So the plan was always there and we're just chipping away to, to, to make this happen. So the, the longer you're in this, the more money you make, the better it gets. And you're always going to have, you know, roadblocks that come up. That's business. Anyone that tells you any different is a something, a liar, okay, <laughs> let's say. Um, so, no, that's great. So, four contracts this week. And I just want to touch on something else because we are in a pandemic, was in a pandemic. I, I don't know where we're at or where we stand on that. But I want to say, you know, applaud to, to you guys as well that we had a pretty good pandemic, really. While everyone was kind of, faffing around and kind of panicking we kind of just got together and said right what are we going to do uh we changed a few key things in the business very quickly uh we identified going from the buyers first right buyers were pulling out of our deals we were no different we had two or three buyers that pulled out left us pretty high and dry but we, we managed to, to to get them closed still we had to take a little bit of a less money but we figured pretty quickly that we need to find out who's buying right now right we need to forget everyone that was buying because that was. Now we're in a pandemic, life's changing and life's changing overnight. America's shutting down, the world's shutting down and what are we going to do about it? We, which was, who's buying? We found out who was buying and then we just started to target them areas from follow-up and new marketing. Melissa and acquisition were jumping on the phones, locking up deals. And I mean, it was, it was awesome. I mean, and I don't want to say, I mean, it's been very sad what's happened. People losing their jobs. But I think the way that we built this and set it up, we have to applaud that and show and talk about it because people need to know that, wow, if I was set up like that, then we could have transitioned in that way and we wouldn't have had 
40 people in an office that are listening, that are savvy investors. We don't have the, where we just have a job and we can't have a day off else we won't make any money. And people that are in jobs, right? Why this is important to be in real estate and make them transition. So what, what's your take on that, on the choices that we all made and, and how the pandemic went? Well, I'll tell you one thing is, and I find this with other wholesalers so much, and I'm constantly preaching it. So many wholesalers were just having so many struggles getting things closed. And it's because they haven't taken the time to build the relationship with their buyers. Um, and I get questioned about that a lot. Uh, you know, we don't do mass marketing and mail chimping everybody to death and all of that stuff. You know, I've spent a lot of time, Carrie spent a lot of time getting to know these guys. I can call them. I can text them. You know, I know about their families. I know one of them's got a, a beach house down here on 38. And there's just, I've spent time doing that. Yeah. And so when some of our buyers, it wasn't because they were pulling out. It's because their funding got shut down just because of all the SBA loans and all of that stuff. So it wasn't really their fault. They just got hit by the pandemic. So, so I knew who to go to because I had spent all of that time talking to them and I knew who still had money and who didn't have money. Um, and that's just a huge part of all of this. And it really paid off in the pandemic. Because we did have to shift. I mean, before, you know, we would hit rentals, turnkeys, flips, kind of whatever. But because of the pandemic, people were losing their jobs. They couldn't pay their rent. You know, turnkey buyers were struggling, struggling a little bit more, landlords. So we shifted our marketing more over to the flip side. It worked fabulous because my big flippers, you know, they were still buying a lot of property. Uh, because it wasn't hurting them. They had their money sitting there and they were still ready to keep flipping. And in their mindset, when this pandemic is over, people are going to go back to buying like they normally would, which has been true. It's picked up a lot, but the rental buyers are still a little bit slow. And so we haven't shifted the marketing back to that. Now, one of our, our, our strongest flip buyers told us, it was a month of April, was, was his strongest month in a mm -hmm. long, long time as far as volume goes. And I observed that just sort of across the board even in the retail space, the ones that traditionally had the high numbers were having even higher numbers. That, that was that was interesting to observe that. Yeah. So, and I, I had a lot of wholesalers saying, oh, I pulled back on marketing. Like, I turned it off. I'm like, yeah, no, crazy. no, no. Why did you do that? Like, and so people are usually surprised when I say we've had really good months during the pandemic and still are. And so many just stopped. And I don't know why, but... And, and just so people know, I mean, we did, you know over 100k you know, over the pandemic and we've got six more in, in closing you pick more contracts up this week and things are happening you know we're, we're really seeing that and, and i think with having them strong buyers there's going to be more motivated sellers coming and, and everyone listening to this stop thinking about what's going to happen to the market right we're in business today we can all have an opinion and do a forecast but you just need to adapt along the way as things happen like we've been talking about the crash happening now for months and now people are saying oh it's going to be september and december it's all an opinion all we can do is when it happens, are you doing the smartest investing uh, possible? We have a, a reasonable marketing budget. We have, you know, a solid team that we can withstand a, you know, a downturn and we'll position and pivot accordingly to what the market's doing because we're not in fix and flips. You know, we're moving contracts. We're moving paper. Okay. Let's even call it that. Why making money, finding deals. We're in sales and marketing. And uh, I think it's the smartest way right now 
because we can't get trapped. And the flippers are on their, they're on their mission, right? If they're going to be buying from us, who are we to say, well, don't buy, there's a crash coming, or you're buying old people. Everyone's got their own business. All we're doing is, is we're delivering things that they're looking for. We're not there to start stamping our authority on the market in Alabama and, and the other uh, places that we do business. We have to just allow and adapt to the market. I mean, that's my mindset. I think that's what we talk about. We can't control what the market's going to do. Let's just focus on what we can control, and that's making money today. Yeah. Yeah, well said. Yeah. And, and I found that some of our buyers are calling Melissa saying, um, uh, hey, I need houses. <laughs> so yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's a nice position to be in. When, the, when, when you have a distressed market, if you're in the distressed housing business, I think that's kind of conducive to having a bigger volume of, of business. Yeah. yeah, I've had buyers calling me, if, if not every day, every couple of days while we've been down down here. You know, what have you got? And I had one guy ask me, like, what do I need to do for you so that I can be number one on your list? Yeah. I'm like, well, I'll put you on the list. I don't know if you're going to be number one. And so, but it was funny. He kind of kept, kind of kept hounding at me about, I need to be at the top of your list. I'm like, I'll send you what we got. But he hadn't been the only one, you know. And like I said, it's really building those buyers. that just, they're texting me. They're calling me. And that's, that's a good place to be when your buyers are calling you. So, Absolutely. It's all, all about the point where we get something. I'm not in town. So if I need something to be looked at and I don't have somebody to go take pictures or whatever, I'll call a buyer and just say, hey, I, I, we just picked this up. I hadn't been in it. I have no idea what it looks like. Here's what I got. Here's what I think that I want for it. So, you know, here's my asking price. Go look at it. They're the first ones to walk in it. And I get asked a lot, how do you manage that, getting to know my buyers? Because I can send them in before I ever see it. Uh, and they'll give me their number. And I know if they're good buyers or not, obviously. And if they're a good buyer and they give me a number, then I know I'm, you know, either right on target or I need to tweak it a little bit. Yeah, um, you're so exactly right. that's a big help for us to be able to get things moved pretty quickly. Yeah, Ab absolutely. And this helps us do, uh, you know, deals in multiple states as well. You know, we've done deals in Georgia, Florida, Maui, Hawaii. It's, re it's relationships. It's networking, right? And it's powerful. Hence why I wanted REI Network, <laughs> because that's what I believe it is. You're only as good as your network, you know? And I, I think that's great. So, well, I appreciate it, guys. Anything else before we, uh, we cut off here? I know you're in Florida, and I begged and screamed and asked to do this thing because uh, you were living the dream. So I appreciate you getting on, but anything else you want to share before we wrap this up? Well, I'll just, I'll just say it's been an honor to work with you, Gavin. Uh, you, you're probably the most patient person I know, and I don't want to say that just out of observing your reaction with me or Melissa, but I've just seen how you react with some of your other clients, and uh, I, I realize that, man, he's got the patience of Job to uh, hang in there with, with them. So I, I appreciate that, and uh, it's, been, it's been an honor, and we're, we're, we're very grateful. Well, no, I appreciate you both. It's, uh, again, you're only as good as your team, right? And I think it's great. I get more excited than when you're traveling than I am because I, I see this massive difference. It's great. Doing deals virtually, just there's yeah. nothing better feeling, you know, and getting contracts like we're on this podcast, you just got another contract signed. Like there's just something that, that about it, you know, uh, when we're not pounding and in houses all the time and just doing it the old way. He's already lobbying me for our next trip, so... She's working on I'm, I'm already looking for the next stop. But we are bringing in. Here's the other thing, too. Like, we've been here. Well, we will have been here for 10 days when we leave. We'll go home for, you know, a week or two. 
hopefully come right back. But next month, we're bringing our entire family down here. So, you know, all the kids, the, the grandbabies, our youngest daughter's boyfriend, like everybody's coming. So, you know, we get to have a good time with them. And, and our, you know, my daughter says, are you still going to be working? Well, I'm going to work for a little while. But here's the beauty of it. Yesterday, I was riding a bicycle and the buyer called me. And so I'm on the phone riding a bicycle and he's making an offer on a house. So I'm like, you can still go do, I can do that from the pool or the beach or my bike or wherever I want to do it. But you know, Carrie is right. Like I came in kicking and screaming. I didn't want anything to do with it. And, you know, we sat through that three days in San Diego. He paid attention to everything. I paid attention to nothing. <laughs> it's kind of funny that we ended up in the place that we have, but it's really been because of you. You know, could we have done it by ourselves? Yeah, we could have. Would we have been as successful? I don't, I don't think in the length of time that we have accomplished what we have. No way. Because you bring so much to the table as far as systems and just absolute knowledge of all of it and just everything that you give. And he is right. You do have so much patience. And we know that I have very I little patience. <laughs> You're very good with that. And when I made that post on Facebook, you know, and also tell Crystal thank you because she did put up with a lot of long telephone calls late at night when y'all were in England. And yeah. that just, you know, that's all it takes. You just communication and mm -hmm. um, just finding uh, that. Yeah, I appreciate it. You know, obviously, like I said, you without you guys, it, it's the same. And that's with anyone listening. You're only as good as your team. And, uh, and that's important. But you have to grow together. You don't just come in and it just happens. You go through these things. I, well, I know when I'm in England uh, that I'm five, six hours difference, right? I know I might have to do a call late. That's okay. You know, I just, you just get it done. Because if it means that it's going to move us forward, it's communication, as you said. And, and anyone that joins us, right, that's the first conversation we have. Sales guy, admin, VA, it doesn't matter. It's all about you have to communicate. If you can't communicate, it's not going to work because we need to know what you're doing. And that's not micromanaging, but it's just like, hey, I know you're in Florida, so I know when you're going to be working and, and when to just leave you alone and, and all these things. And it's more like, hey, if I call you, it's going to be urgent. I'm not going to be calling you for nothing. So we have all these little things that, that we use because it's more important and, uh, and things can wait. So the communication is huge and it's, it's awesome. I think it's great. It's obviously a pleasure working with you guys doing this in, you know, having Melissa on the phone originally doing deals in Maui. And really, I get excited just watching Melissa's beliefs blossom of like, there ain't no way listen to me in Alabama in Hawaii. And it's just so crazy when these deals happen and it does because it, there's, there's no limits is the point, right? Is that we can do this from anywhere. And we're going to do another episode with Kerry regarding, we haven't even got to, regarding the real, the real estate, being a realtor and the stuff that he's got going on with hedge funds and being able to do his stuff virtually, which is cool. So if any realtors are out there, we're going to be doing another episode on that. So make sure you watch out for that. So, well, guys, I appreciate you. Lastly, I will say YouTube, go and join my YouTube channel, Gavin Timms. Go like and subscribe. Got some stuff on there. Got some downloads, rinetwork.com forward slash downloads. And yeah, enjoy your trip, guys. I'm jealous. I'm not going to lie. I'm in the, in the office, but I'll, as I always say, I'll get you back. <laughs> All the pictures and the good food you send me. Wait till it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. You got the RV now. You can just come down here. <laughs> exactly. 
I'm working on it. All right. Well, guys, I appreciate you both. Thank you. And we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, Kevin.